You know what the Pet Shop Boys famously sang? They sang Go West, Jared. It wouldn't surprise me if that was one of your favourites from back yeah. in the day. And let's go West, where we find one of the best from AFL.com.au because the two West Australian teams have been in action Friday, Saturday. In fact, the Fremantle intra-club or practice match, Jared, was said to be particularly spicy. Mm. A few fiery clashes there, which is uh, where we... Where we want to touch base with, because Nathan Schmuck, Nathan Schmuck was there for AFL.com.au, and Nathan joins us on the line. Good to chat again, Nathan. G'day, Sam. G'day, West. I love it. Nice to talk to you, Jared. Great to have you on. Now, was that one of yours, or are you a bit young there, Nathan? Go, West. Oh, that's well before my time, yeah. Sam, but I'll, I'll give it a listen. Showing my age. I reckon it's well before my time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what did you observe? Uh, everything I read, Nathan, it was particularly spicy. Uh, I did see Luke Jackson uh, start close to goal with a, with a quartet of goals. What did you make of their hit out on Friday? Oh, super competitive. Really, really fiery. And I know Justin Longmere, he, he said that back to the players afterwards and, and told him it was the most competitive intra-club he's been involved in. So it was at that sort of level. And, and yeah, there were some good performances, but just the manner that the teams attacked it had been you know, split into the same teams over the course of two intra-clubs and, and one being pretty fired up to, to redeem themselves, I suppose. And I think that's the right word. It was a poor season last year. That had some injuries, but uh, nevertheless, uh, they never really got started. Were there any... Two questions. Any structural moves as far as personnel are concerned um, outside of Hayden Young going into the middle, which we saw late last year? But more importantly, was there any ball movement changes? Well, and Luke Jackson, I guess we saw him start with four goals in attack. It looks like that's going to be a settled position for him this season with the odd pinch it in the midfield. So he went in for a few centre bounces and I suspect that's how Fremantle will use them. They've got a, a re- relative midfield now with Hayden Young and Nat Fife back in there full-time. But I think your question about the ball movement, Jared, is the, the question on the, I guess, the edge of a lot of Fremantle fans' mouths and probably the football world because it was a bit more hesitant last year. And I think you could definitely see that the players were, they weren't as hesitant. They were playing yep. quite decisively, looking to move it on and you know, trying to take that kick into the corridor when it was there. Yeah, I think they've got to do that kick at speed. Last yeah. year and even the year before, when the game wasn't going as quickly, they were looking for it. But if it sort of, if there was even a skerrick of a chance it get turned over, they they wouldn't uh, roll the dice. So they're going to have to back themselves a bit more for sure. And so Nathan Sean Darcy rucked. What percentage would you say? Obviously started there. Was he spending you know three quarters of the time there? Even more than that? It was over three quarters. So the the way that. I guess they've used Sean is as the number one runner with a, a little bit of help from Luke Jackson and Liam Reedy was his opponent in the match to him. So, yeah, I'll say he played most of the game in the ruck and he's trimmed down a little bit too, Sean Darcy, after that ankle surgery end of last season. So, yeah, I guess just trying to, I guess, take a bit of the pressure off his ankle and get around the ground a little bit better. So, yeah, I think undoubtedly he'll be the number one ruckman this year and Luke Jackson settled in the forward line. I'm just going to pluck a number, but I reckon Fremantle have got eight, maybe more All-Australians. Um, it's a it's a big number playing in that team. They're pretty young, and I think that uh, their best – I mean, I think there's a premiership in this group. It's a question of whether they can get it together and how long it takes. Um, but the expectation – what is it over in the West? There's high expectations for this Fremantle group yep. in the West. They're viewed as a, a finals team. I view them as a finals team. I think that's 
where they should be this season. And, mm. you know, it's the young talent they've got on that list. So Andrew Brayshaw, Caleb Sorrell, Hayden Young, now, and it's sort of their team in a way. Yes. So yep. that's the transition that's happening. We're speaking to Nathan Schmook from AFL.com.au. What about one of the old men? What about one of the old blokes, Nathan Fife? Because there's been a fair bit of hype around him, um, certainly pre-Christmas and out of Christmas. How did he look uh, in the practice matches, Nathan? He looked fired up. He was one of those players who got into an altercation with, with Brayshaw, actually. So <laughs> he's he's on edge right now, Nathan Fife, and, and pretty pumped for the season to start. So, so he put a few kilos back on because he shed a lot. Yeah, he, he looks strong. He looks okay. really strong out there and, and ready to play that sort of inside midfield ball and just help those younger midfielders get into a bit more space. So yeah, he looks ready to go. He's, he's really sort of in the gym pretty hard and he does a bit of unique stuff as well. Nathan Fife to get himself up for a season and I'd say he's, I'd say he's ready to go. Who plays on the wings given uh, they've lost a couple over the last two years? O'Driscoll would be one, no doubt. O'Driscoll and I'd say Jeremy Sharp. Okay. He's probably leading the way for them now. He, not probably, he is there. he's locked in as their number one wingman right now based mm-hmm. on his pre-season form and intra-club performances. And Nathan O'Driscoll would be the number two man. Heath Chapman had been training in that position and, and looked like coming in as, as one of the wingmen. Yep. So now that he's injured with a, a hamstring injury, I'd say they're going to look to probably rotate like a Matthew Johnson as a bit of a third winger. Nathan, West Coast had a run around on Saturday in their match sim session. I mean, they've had to change the way or they've sought to change the way they prepare their players. They've got a new high-performance team uh, obviously taking the reins this year. How did they look? I mean, I know they've had their injuries throughout the, the preparation phase you as well. You mean before they got there with the dress-up or on no, the No, we'll part the dress-up for the moment. I know Nathan really wants to talk about that, so we'll come back to that in a moment. The game itself, before we talk about their attire that they arrived in, Nathan. Yeah, the attire was good, but the game itself, I mean, I'd say that West Coast, they're embracing the chaos a bit this pre-season, and it's how they've trained, it's how they played in the intra-club match. So, I mean, the stars were the, the players that you want to hear. You know, Harley Reid was terrific. Elliot Yeo's had a great pre-season and, and continued that on. Matt Flynn in the ruck, he's making a big difference for them and, and was good again. So, I mean, Campbell Chesser as well. He's a guy that... I think we've all been waiting to see his talent and he produced a very nice game on the wing and, and rotating inside. So it was a it was a good hit out for West Coast, albeit with a, a few new injury concerns. And mm. yeah, it hasn't been a, a great pre-season on the injury front for them. If you're going to embrace a chaos, you're going to have to have a bevy of small forwards that uh, can not only get the ball when it hits the ground, but uh, tackle it if the opposition get it. Flying Ryan's not one of those to a large degree. He's, uh, he's an all-encompassing uh, forward who can go in the air and he can go on the ground. But uh, have they got enough weaponry at ground level to play that style? Well, they've got a new one in Tyler Brockman, and oh, yeah. he's been terrific. So he's come from Hawthorne. Obviously, he came over as a, a trade acquisition. Yep. and He's been one of the, the standouts this preseason, playing in that role, just giving that pressure getting up the ground and, and showing some real creativity with the way that he goes inside 50 and he's a goal kicker too. So I think he's he's adding to what they've got, yep. Tyler Brockman. What did he wear to the uh, pre-season <laughs> game? I can't tell you about Tyler Brockman, but I'll give you my my three votes. And that was Ruben Jindy and, and Elijah Hewitt as the, uh, the Swifty couple. Okay. I thought that was brilliant. That was bold. Now, just educate us here, Nathan. They've always done this, have they? Or is this a new institution? It's 
oh, relatively new. I'd say they've been doing it for about three years now, just part of their pre-season to lighten the mood, have a, a bit of a, a laugh as the, the hard work sort of winds down before the season starts. Do you ever do that, Jared? when you were arriving for mm. pre-season training back in the day? Maybe a Brownlow year? Did you don, I don't know, a nice dress for the arrival? Or? I wore a corset uh, <laughs> during the games when I had a crook groin, but that's as far as the dress-up was concerned. It's much more serious back then, strangely enough. Yes, yes, indeed. So just on Harley Reid, I, I want to finish with him, Nathan, if you don't mind. Specifics, like where did he play? How did he play? It's going to be a balancing act all year. Did you get the three year. vote or the two yeah. vote? Yeah, how many votes did you give him? Because it's going to be a balancing act all year for, you know, probably saving him from himself, I'd assume, and, and looking after him long term. Yeah, so, I mean, what they're doing with him is, I reckon they're following the Nick Dacos model. They're starting him as a, a halfback and, and giving him freedom to push up the ground and, and really attack. So he's taken to that role brilliantly. They rotate him through the centre bounces where he's already, you know, braining him in training anyway. So I think that's how they're going to progress him through the season, get him a bit more midfield time later in the year, but just mm. protect his body early on in the season. But he, I mean, the, the hype we've, we've seen why he's deserving of that. And, and the amount of coverage that he's got since he arrived in WA probably uh, is almost warranted, maybe not quite the extent of it, but he's, he's been terrific. It's a pretty high bar. If he can get uh, as close oh. to, or even 50% of Nick Dacos, that's a, that's an enormous bar. I mean, I was talking to actually a guy two weeks ago who uh, is a very close follower of the Pies and uh, knows his footy. Trust me, knows his yeah. footy. He said Nick Dacos is the best player in the game, clearly. Just put your money on him for the Brownlow. This year? This year. This year. Nathan, you live over there, obviously. Just we're, we're, Kane and I were constantly amazed by just the, the publicity around Harley Reid. I think we, we lost count, but it might have been up towards 30 appearances on the back page of the, of the West Australian over there, and goodness knows how many appearances on TV and the like. What level of celebrity or fame does he already have in the city of Perth? Do you have a grasp of that for a teenager, you know, who's only been in the Cape for a few months and he's yet to actually play a game in anger? Yeah, it's almost a bit of a chicken and egg situation. Is, is he sort of deserving of all this coverage right now, or is he getting the attention from fans because of the coverage? And they're clearly in love with him. If you watch him on their fan day, the kids are lining up for him. They want Harley Road's signature on their jumper. A lot of them have already got number nine on their back anyway from Nick mm. Natanui. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's come in and, and the fans love him. And anything that, that he does is generating generating a story and, and generating readership. So that's the environment over here. And, and we saw it early with Luke Jackson as well and the amount of attention that he got when he returned to WA. So you just hope that all that attention doesn't turn into you know, unwarranted criticism when he's starting his career and, and maybe things don't go as mm. planned in a, a game or two. How's the coverage split between the two clubs over there? Well, I'd, I'd say that it, it probably favours West Coast a bit. They yep. have more fans over here and and they're the, the big story in town most of the time. But Fremantle... I mean, there's a big story at Fremantle. It's a big story. So they're, they're mm. both you know, obviously well-supported clubs with great membership and, and they're the two that people care about over here more than anyone else. You know, and the rest of the competition at some times can be a, a bit ignored. Yep. Has Don Pike travelling as far as uh, well, his media presence? He's brought the banner back, didn't you Has see? He? That was I big news that. over there, Nathan. The banner's I was in back Japan. At... I, didn't, I didn't make it all the way <laughs> the, up The banner's there. back at the Eagles, Nathan. <laughs> The big blow-up eagle is gone. So oh, thank it lasted, goodness. Oh, five, five seasons. 
It was a dud the whole time, wasn't it? Yeah, the players wanted the banner. So yeah, why wouldn't you? I think when the players want the banner and the fans want the banner, he's he's made a very wise decision straight up Don Pike. But he's he started well over here, and and the players particularly have have loved having him around the club and the the positive attitude that he's he's brought to the place. And I think they're they're pretty lucky West Coast that they've got a CEO with a, a really sharp footy mind as well. What's the expectations on the West Coast? What would people be happy with? Six wins. I think six wins would be great for West Coast. And I think they're they're more than capable of it yep. with their list. And if they can move on from the injuries that yep. they've had the past two seasons, that's well within their grasp. But the, I mean, I think what fans want to see is is passion in the way that they play and and a game style that the you know the clubs obviously grasp and and can execute. So they've gone back to basics a little bit. West Coast and the things they're valuing are, are pressure and and the contest, and that's where they're going to build from. You can I follow think fans will be happy if they see that. You can follow Nathan Schmuck's work, of course, at afl.com.au. Do great job over there, Nathan. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day over there to join us uh, over here on Sports Day. My pleasure. Great to chat to you guys.